Welcome to Electric Sports Talk, your one-stop show for all things sports. Here at Electric Sports Talk, we focus on sports and only sports. And now, here's your host, Ty Crystal. Welcome to Electric Sports Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you guys along. Talking NFL. It was an interesting divisional week, I guess you could say. We hit on some of our picks, and Carson was way wrong on one. So way wrong, <laughs> bullcrap, 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 bullcrap. <laughs> All right, not that wrong. Okay, I'll I'll say. Wait, I'll, which one are you talking about? Well, we'll get into him, I guess. So well, okay. yeah, uh, Carson is back. It's good to have you back, Carson. Beat him to the studio once again. Yeah, well, I was wrangling some dogs, so it was great. And I was also kind of laughing because, like, when I listened like to the start of the podcast from last week. <laughs> You were laughing at the intro, like as soon as you started talking, you were laughing this time. So yeah, it's because we have a good time here. Just bring joy. Oh yeah, I guess that's one word for it. Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a good show today. I think we got some divisional stuff to talk about. Then we're going to have a little bit of the conference championship preview coming up. Uh, Then also we're going to get into on the back half of the show. We're going to get into some coaching changes. Lots to talk about around here. Uh, One. It's not in the NFL, but we still want to mention because we find it quite comical. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think we'll talk a little off-season talk. We were just kind of talking about some of the Saints problems that they're going to have with the cap. So I think we'll get into all that on the back half and then potentially even talk some draft uh, if we have enough time. Just depends on where it takes us, I guess. Um, but yeah, should we should we just get into the divisional games or what do you Let's think, go. Carson? Let's oh, go. and uh, I'll, I'll stay, stay off the top too. Uh, I did promise you guys a new intro last week, and you're probably like, you know, disappointed that we don't have a new one. But the the guy that was going to do the intro for us, he was around someone that had COVID that tested positive for COVID. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's he's self isolating until he figures out if he does or doesn't have COVID. So hopefully, he'll be we'll have a new one next week if uh, you know he doesn't get any positive tests. You know what they say about excuses, right? That's not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that is a legit problem. <laughs> so I'm not going to promise another a new one next week, but we'll try. How about that? Yeah? Okay. Carson's sure. just like, sure. Okay, Carson, uh, <laughs> where should we start with the divisional games? We got four pretty interesting games to talk about all in all, but where do you want to go first? Let's go to the one that we figured was probably going to happen no matter what with the Packers Rams. The safe one you're saying, huh? Yeah, we both kind of like we talked about it quite a bit me and you like not on the air I don't think very much, but we were like that was the only game that we felt very confident in. Yeah, no, I felt pretty confident about it. And that even one. even watching it, I was a little bit worried while it was going on. I was like, are the Rams Were like, you really? Yeah, you weren't watching. Well, it was early, early on, I guess. It was uh closer than we thought, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, for sure. And like I texted you during it, and I said you can you could tell that Aaron, that Aaron Donald, yeah. Aaron Donald, close, yeah, yeah, Aaron Donald. Uh, you could tell that he was hurting like a lot from that injury. Yeah, and he was playing through the what the torn cartilage in the rib, torn cartilage in the rib, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I feel like that might even be worse than a broken rib. Like, I don't just know, the, it's just got to be bad. The, just the wording of it, I guess, but. All right, so before we get into too much of this game, we made our picks. We both picked the Packers in this one. I had it 31-21. So you were And close. you had it 24-21. It finished 32-18. So you won that. I think I'll take the win on this one. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Um, but, yeah, we both did pick the Packers, so I mean, we good both picks. technically won. 
Right. I just got the we kind of suck it. We this is a complete <laughs> guessing game with scores for us. Yeah. Like but, some people like actually like spend like days trying to just calculate what they think the scores are going to be. No, man. Me uh, and you, like, we come up with it, like, five seconds before we actually... We think about it, and then we're just like, oh, there it is. Yeah. And you and know what? it really we shows really on well. the next game for me. Yeah, for you, for <laughs> sure. Actually, but, well, yeah, we'll get to that one in a little bit. Um, All right, so like you said, this game was closer throughout the uh, majority of it than we thought it was going to be. Uh, but, you know, what did you think of the Packers getting this win? And uh, were you actually surprised, you know, or why were you surprised that the Rams did stay in it so well and uh, play them hard till the end? Uh, they, I wasn't, like, they just weren't impressive, which was confusing me how they were staying Who wasn't? Sorry, who the wasn't? The Rams. Oh, the Rams. Okay. They weren't, like, their offense wasn't impressive. I do have to say that Jalen Ramsey throwing a fit was probably one of my like highlights of the game. <laughs> I saw a lot of uh, I saw a the lot memes. of memes. Yeah, comparing that to like a Fortnite character or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that oh was my good. gosh, it's the guy from Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, yeah yep, I did see saw that, that one. one. That but, was good. I mean, I get where his frustrations were because that was all coaching, like because it's hard to follow a, f- a guy as fast as Devonte Adams. Oh yeah, sure. Motioning across and then motioning back. But, like, at the same time, you can't show, as a professional athlete, you can't show your frustrations that vividly. Yeah, that was pretty. Especially when you're trying to claim that you're, like, the best corner in the league. Well, I don't think he has that title anymore, but, yeah. I don't think he has that title, but he's close. He's up there. Because, like, he held, what did he hold Devontae Adams to? Oh, I mean, he didn't really hold him. He had 66 yards. He had 66 yards. A long of 21 with a touchdown. How many catches? I uh, had nine. He led the team in catches, so. Oh, so yeah. I mean, he didn't play like fantastic. But I think Adams got the win in the matchup. I would probably say. I don't know for Adams' usual work rate and stuff, like his his average yards. I would say that. Well, yeah, no, I agree. Did you see those two had like he, a little fight a before look, game? Yeah, I did. Like in the pregame. Yeah, he was walk- like uh, Devonte Adams, Adams had to be walked walked back to his. To his side of the field, I thought that was kind of cool. Well, if you look at how well uh, Aaron Rodgers threw the ball around the field, though, I mean, he had three receivers over sixty yards, and he threw two touchdown passes Lizard. to two different guys. So yeah, Lazard was really good this game. I, yeah, like that's weird, huh? Yeah, I hadn't really ever heard his name before this game, and Aaron Rodgers just kind of showed us who he was, <laughs> and just showed what he can do with with the well, players that surround him. But we all know that he's a great quarterback. See, this is the thing. So I saw a video after this game. It was actually after the Saints-Buccaneers game. And it was comparing two players, right? It had some stats, and they were masked was and it? everything. And, and you were like, oh, you had postseason and pre, and you had all these stats, right? Mm-hmm. And one dude, player B, led all the stats except for, like, Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Yep, and I know player exactly A who they are. was... Tom Brady and player B was Aaron Rodgers and people are like see even through all this time Aaron Rodgers hasn't had the support in his team like compared to Brady his defenses have been as good and he's still a high level player so we already know that Aaron Rodgers is a fantastic player I mean but yeah it really showed up in this game I think and it's showing up this season man he's on fire one thing is though we're gonna have to see this week with those two matching up uh, not Brees you Why got Drew Brees I, on your mind, man. Yeah. I mean, I am pretty sad, but yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady going together and having one of... This is two back-to-back weeks that it's 
two legends that are playing. Yeah, I potentially agree. for one of the last times. I don't think Rodgers is going out, but I think if if somehow mm. they do beat, I think if somehow Brady does beat Aaron Rodgers in this game, I think that Breeze retires if he goes to another Super Bowl. I mean, maybe I don't. I don't know. I think Brady, if he does retire, he'd have to win the Super Bowl this year, but. I don't think just an appearance would satisfy him because he's got, like, what, another year or maybe even two left on that deal. I yeah. saw a thing saying he wants to play for a long time, so it won't surprise me if he comes but back. How long until his age catches up with him? I don't know. I feel like it's going to be one year. I it's mean, just a complete digression. Like I thought it would already. Because he hasn't really even gone down that much. Like, he's gone down no, a little I mean, bit. Yeah. So, like, one year it's just going to be all of a sudden, like goes from a 99 overall in Madden to like a 66. Well, you can tell in small ways that it's catching up to him. Well, yeah. But not as big as you would think. I mean, heck, he had a rushing touchdown this week. He's 43 or something. Yeah. And he's playing at a high level. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised that he's still at this level. I think Aaron Rodgers stays in for a while. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers got a long way to go. I saw (laughs) saw a funny thing, uh, a tweet from someone (laughs) being like, I guess the the Packers should just draft a quarterback every year if this is how good Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Seriously. (laughs) But Jordan Love isn't going to get a minute of play on his rookie contract of the four years. Um, What I see, I think he was the only guy in the first round that didn't play a minute this season, (laughs) I think. Or maybe it was first-round quarterback or something. But, yeah, like... Hey, this is what they did with uh, Aaron Rodgers when Brett yeah, Favre was Yeah, we talked about this our so. first like podcast that we started and Yeah, you keep I think him, it's a good pick. Waiting. I yeah, think it's I a agree. good pick, but at the same time, you have to get minutes in order to sure. transfer. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> still playing pretty well though. All right, so let's transition a little bit over to the Rams here. They go out after the loss. Jared Goff played through his uh broken thumb again. Cam Akers, I thought played a pretty good game. Yep. Um, but overall, the defense just didn't seem to have it in them two weeks in a row to get an upset victory. Was the offense just not strong enough, and they relied on the defense too much in this game or throughout most of the season? Like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like, because as soon as there wasn't the presence of Aaron Donald, like, being felt the whole time, yeah, a team kind of – they were able to get their rhythm, like – the Packers were able to get rhythm and get building up, and that's what we were talking about. Is it didn't? It was a pretty close game until the like second half, which was kind of weird because I thought that it would be kind of a blowout game, but <laughs> yeah. But then, like, as soon as they didn't feel Aaron Donald's presence, they started to get into a rhythm and yeah. started playing good. Yeah, I mean that's that's essentially what you were talking about last week, right? Like, yeah. The Rams really needed to get their defense going, and they just couldn't. Uh, how much do you think the home field advantage played into the Packers' favor here, uh, or do you think it made much of a difference at all? It wasn't that cold, like according, like when from what I was watching, it wasn't cold really, and there weren't too many people in the stands. There were still quite a bit for COVID. Time. Yeah, but I heard that they're going to try to even pack it more for the Bucks. Well, uh, let's see. They're going to try to get clearance. It says it was ten percent full. So, I don't know. It says that there was around 7,500 people there. Do you think there was 7,500 people there? I mean, it seemed like there was more than that. Yeah. That that is maybe that was the home field advantage then because I didn't think there would only be that much. Yeah, no. I figured I, there were there a lot had to more. Be more. <laughs> there had to be more. I I would figure, but maybe not, I guess. But All I've right. heard that they're going to try to pack that even more. Mm. 
for Brady because, I mean, I was thinking about it. Brady's played in the cold and, like, the snow and everything in yeah. his years. Uh, yeah, he's, So he's going to he have the experience, England, right? like, of that, which kind of is scary. But uh, I don't know. It's that'll be It'll be a fun game to watch. So the Rams get clocked in at the 25th pick. This pick will go to Jacksonville, though, due to the Jalen Ramsey trade and everything. Uh, do you think that hurts the Rams in any way, or do you think that they'll be okay and they'll be able to keep rolling next year? I mean, they seem to have the foundations of a pretty solid team. It just seems like they might be missing like a, a receiver or maybe like some help in the defensive secondary a little more. Like, you know, is that draft pick going to mess them up? Well, I think losing a pick any year kind of hurts. But I would say for them, yes. Just because, like you're saying, they need another receiver or something. That kind of feels like it. Because Robert Woods, I would say he's really good. But then, like, Josh Reynolds, I don't even know who that really is. But he played decent. Oh, yeah. He's a Texas A&M product. Is he rookie? No, he's 25. He's probably in his third year or oh. so. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah, but... He played um, okay. So maybe... Was Cooper Cup hurt for this game? I, that's what I was just trying to find. You know, because he's not even registered up on the stat sheet. So it's like, if he was in the game, like he was nowhere to be found. So, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe like you're saying as well, just someone to help Jalen well, Ramsey. What they too. need, what the Rams need, I feel like, is a main receiver. Because Cooper Cup doesn't seem like a. He's like obviously a not Parker a main receiver. Like not Devontae or like Parker, Devontae Smith. Some they some need, big. They need someone like. Like Galladay or Marvin Jones or Juju Smith-Schuster, like the Rams Some, to me need a main target. Yeah, and like, is it free agency this year a place to go for that though? Yeah, I think AJ Green maybe. AJ Green's a guy. There's definitely guys on free agency that you could pick up, uh, but I think that's that would be a big help to a guy like Jared Goff because if he could have like a reliable player to go to that he was confident in, I think that would help. Because sometimes I get a little nervous with Jared Goff because he's not, like, the best quarterback. But if you give him some good weapons, he's, like, one of those quarterbacks that could do a lot of damage. Yeah. The only the only thing that they've kind of messed up, though, is they've given him so much money for being someone that you have to surround with players. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I agree. And so that kind of makes it hard. But, like, even Chris Godwin, if they – if the You think he could be a main Bucks, go-to guy? I would. Mm-hmm. He's got good hands and he's fast. And then I was Allen Robinson. Yeah, I Alan would Robinson. definitely take him as a. See, so there's there's people that you can get in free Ooh. free agency. Galladay. Yeah, no, but I, I don't think I he's saying. a number one. I think he could be. I he could be, but to me, he's more of a deep threat. He's a number two mm-hmm. deep threat wide well, receiver. Maybe that's not what they need. But, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe you keep Cooper Cup as that guy, and then Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. as a deep threat guy that. But does Goff have? I don't. I haven't watched much Goff film or anything. Is he? Does he I mean, have the arm power to like just kind of air it out? He doesn't throw anyone's hat off with his deep balls. But I mean, but that's the thing. You're not going to throw like 40 of them a game, right? Well, yeah, but like maybe take a couple shots downfield. But yeah, like, I mean, he's good enough, I guess. Okay, fair see, enough. but that's the thing. You just need to surround him with some weapons. Mm-hmm. Take some attention and pressure off of his shoulders. And give him some weapons. And if you do, I think he can be really good. Anyways, all right. So we'll talk more about the Packers coming up uh, in the conference championship preview. Let's move to the Bills-Ravens game. Now, <laughs> this one, 
Uh, well, we'll go to the picks. We'll, we'll we go both, to our picks. We both picked it right. I mean, yeah. let's just give me a little praise for a second. Yes. I did pick the game right. So we both picked the Bills. I went 14 to 12. So I, I was like, I wasn't very on for the Ravens because I thought they'd score more. And I um, also called them crazy for that. Yeah, you did. You laughed at me. <laughs> and then you went 38 31 for the Bills. So yeah, you were a little off. I think I win again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I That's think okay. I'm I think I'm still in the running to win. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you definitely are. All right. So this game was I don't know, was it boring or what? Like not many points put up on the board. Obviously, uh I guess Lamar didn't play fantastic and then he got injured and the backup from Utah had to come in, Tyler Huntley, and he played for a little bit. Oh, he missed. You know, like, what What do you think about uh, how Lamar Jackson played? I saw a lot of people criticizing him right after they just, you know, gave him all this praise last week. Yeah, I didn't think much criticism, but not worthy of, like, amazing play. I think he played pretty good. The Bills have enough firepower. The Bills are good, man. Yeah, I mean... So, you talked a little bit last week about being worried about Buffalo's defense. Uh, and then you even said that to me just before we come on the air, that you're still a little worried yeah. about Buffalo's defense. But I feel like they shut down a pretty explosive, potentially explosive Baltimore team. Yeah, they did shut them down. The thing that I was talking about like when I was saying that I was a little worried about that is you were talking about Tyler Huntley, and I then I remembered the play that I got really worried about it. Tyler Huntley missed a touchdown to Hollywood Brown. Yeah, like, but Tyler Huntley he can't was, throw the ball. That's the thing is, like, if Lamar was in, Lamar would have put it right in, like, because I think that Lamar can throw the ball. I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. He's a lot better thrower than Tyler Huntley. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> his his throwing ability has improved. Like, I know a lot yeah. of people make fun of him for being a running back. And, yeah, he can scramble and he can move. But the dude still can throw, right? Like Yeah, and like like I was talking to you about, like, I think that he's pretty good but he's not top tier. Right. And I think that he's becoming more of a leader and a... Well, you can see the growth, right? Like, his game is a lot different now than it was when he first came into the league. Yeah. And I I know people are going to hate on him running, and even I'll make fun of him as being a running back. We make fun of him, but, like... But the guy can still throw the ball, and the Ravens are better, I think, when he's, like being able to scramble and move and and he can break off a big run but then next play he can hit a good pass down the field like Lamar Jackson has a lot of potential I think he's still just building on himself yeah but the Bills man they've looked good in this game like you can't lie they held the Ravens to three points (laughs) yeah one thing that I am worried about is Singletary, seven carries for 25 yards, yeah, leading the rushing. But we talked about this, dude. Like, they have they different ways have, to win. They don't have a run game, though. Well, and but if they need one, they somehow make a run game happen. Yeah, but that was Josh Allen against, uh, who'd they play first? The Colts, right? Yeah, but that, like, Josh what I'm Allen saying is they can, they can figure out ways to win a game. Sure. I agree. And we talked about this last week. They kind of, they don't have a way of winning well all they have is that they will win a game well but look at the i mean i know josh allen played pretty well but just look at his stats dude like 23 of 37 206 one touchdown he was sacked twice his rating was only an 86 and then just like you said they they rushed as a team for 32 total yards and singletary had 25 if you would have showed me these stats you and not showed me Buffalo any of the score, not showed me what the Ravens did at all. If you just showed me the Bills' stats here, 
I would say that they lost this game. But yeah. somehow, they figured out to win. Now, the pick six did help, obviously, right? Like, that did put seven points on the board for them. Whole, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I didn't listen to you at all right there. That's okay. I just saw a stat on this. There were five fumbles in this game. Five fumbles, wow. No, six. Like, zero fumbles or? Balls that hit the ground that were fumbles. But oh, zero yeah. of them were lost. Oh, Looking well, at it, the Ravens did have five of those. So. Yeah, <laughs> but none of them were lost. That's the weird thing to me. Yeah, is pretty that, weird. Oh, I remember the one thing that I did notice is kind of the MVP, like when everybody's hating on Lamar and stuff. Yeah, kind of the MVP Lamar was back in this game to me. Like he was making plays that like really no one would have expected him to. He had one ball that was snapped away over his head. He he was able to run back for like like 15 yards got the ball ran another like 15 and then threw a first down like right out of it like he was getting a lot of praise from the commentators and Mm -hmm. stuff i thought he was playing pretty good like i mean he did complete 20 passes to no yeah a lot of different guys he played fine i just it was just just more the fact that the bills defense was pretty strong man like and when they needed to step up they did so which like the pick six was big, and then uh, you mentioned late in the game that the Ravens were kind of driving, and the Bills ended up getting a stop. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I w- I was worried about them not being able to finish out a game after last week. They kind of couldn't stop the Colts. Yeah, yeah. We but, talked about that. <laughs> but I mean, this kind of helps my thought about them going into the Chiefs game, which we'll talk about that later, and the factors that go into that game, uh-huh. the many many factors. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't there know. Is. We'll see. We'll see what they do against the Chiefs, and I think that if that defense steps up, they win the game. All right. So the Ravens, uh, they got to improve their defense, right, man? Or I don't. Or what do you think? I mean, I really, they do pick twenty seventh. So they need a wide receiver at that pick. Yeah, they, they need a wide receiver I don't know, there. Man, that's so hard to say though because well, they have Hollywood Brown, right? But he's kind of. I don't know. I wouldn't. And put I think him. I do think Snead's going to be a free agent, so that's not good. Des Bryant's going to be a free agent too. Which I don't think you pick up Des Bryant again. No, probably not. Probably not. Unless um, it's for super, super cheap. Well, so this is a real question with the Ravens. What would help the team more, you know? like A wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, Lamar's one of those guys that I think you have to surround him with good players, and then he will be phenomenal. Because one thing that I saw today is, like, facts that NFL people have to get used to is Lamar can throw the ball. He just needs pieces because, like, J.K. Dobbins was his – so Mark Marquise Brown had 87 yards. The next one was 51 yards to J.K. Dobbins. The running back. And yeah. you think a lot of those were probably out of the backfield, huh? Yeah, and then the next one's almost half, and it's 28 to Mark Andrews. Which like, is their tight end? Yeah. Yeah, like, so – You need someone else ugh, that's ugh, ugh, ugh. kind of explosive. I think Mark Hollywood Brown is – not number one wide receiver in my mind. You need a. You He's need a, a good number receiver. two. He's need, a good yeah. number two wide receiver. I think you need to go get. You need a size guy, man. How do you know what their cap space is right now? Uh, no, I don't actually. I mean, you you could look that up. What if the Ravens go for a receiver, dude? They need like a a big possession receiver, right? Like a guy that's like six two, six three. Isn't like speed, but he's just a solid guy that Lamar can rely on. It's kind of like we were just talking about with Jared Goff. He just needs a reliable target that when he gets in like pressure situations or he needs a reliable guy to throw to in a short yardage situation, you just go to that guy. 
I mean, they could get a wide receiver one in free agency. They've got yeah, they've could, got yeah. twenty three mil in. Oh yeah, I mean you cap could. Space. You could. Uh, I guess it. I don't know. Maybe that would be the way to go. You know, you think you go after because, a guy like AJ Green, right? Yeah, but I mean, like that's what I think. That would be a great pick for pick up for them. I just yeah, think I they need to open up their wide receiver. I think that's the biggest pl- the yeah. spot for them to go this offseason. Maybe some linemen. Do they have very good linemen? Uh, no, I mean they could probably use some help there. Of course, I mean it doesn't. I mean it doesn't hurt to have linemen, right? Yeah, no, no. But no, defense too, man. Like I don't know. Maybe but their, their secondary. defensive player, like to me, defense for them is where they're good at. Which because I mean they did hold the Bills to seventeen points. Sure, that's true. Yeah. Well, they held the Bills' offense to ten. Well, so I guess the bigger priority is going to be a, someone to help Lamar, whether it's I linemen just, or a receiver. Maybe I even go and get like you trade up and get like a guy like Kyle Pitts, maybe as a big time target guy. You know. And then wait, where, how? Where's Mark Andrews at? Like he's twenty five. He's twenty five, so maybe not. But like sure. people have been saying, it's, you could transfer. Mark, well, not Mark, Kyle Pitts into a wide receiver. Like, yeah, so I've actually he's got the size for that. I've been talking uh, about that with Amos and me and uh, well, not me and him. He was actually kind of comparing Kyle Pitts to uh, Calvin Johnson in some ways with like his size and his ability to get down the field. Um, and he's very physical. I don't. He's probably not as fast as Calvin Johnson, but yeah, I mean, I think he could play a receiver type position too. I, I don't know. I mean. We'll move on here, and this will be more talk for the offseason. But the Ravens, I feel like they're, once again, at the end of the season, they're very close to being really good. They just need <laughs> something, you know? Yeah. The, and, and a lot of people saying that it's Lamar's fault, uh, I think you guys need to find a new excuse because it's it, not. It's obviously not. Like, he's he's grown by such leaps and bounds for yeah, them. I agree. And People are still blaming him, which kind of bothers me. Cause well, like, it's just it's his. Uh, what is it like? He's been labeled the way he plays. I think really causes people to judge him for everything, well, yeah, even though he's yeah. played great and he he left it all out on the field during this game. He's just been he, labeled, man. Yeah, he's been labeled as a running quarterback, and so people won't get get like they won't realize that he can do more than run. So you know that's how it is. Okay, yeah. well, and we'll talk more about the Bills, obviously. So you know, if you think we haven't talked very much about the Bills, we're a get on to this in and one thing is we kind of have to suppress how much we talk about the bills because me and you are very hot dude i am on the bandwagon like crazy right now yeah (laughs) all right uh chiefs and browns this game was close obviously it got more intriguing towards the end of the game with pat mahomes going out injured uh like you said andy reed's got some you know big cojones and (laughs) i don't know if i don't know i mean personally i probably wouldn't have done what he did that was i would have punted it there's no way. I would have too. And I almost say that like every time I'm I'm like, you got to punt it. I mean, you just got to punt it. I mean, just because like, even though the chances of you not converting that are very slim, if you don't and give the ball back to Baker, which high praise for Baker, <laughs> he like, I talked about how I didn't like him at the start of this. Yeah. He's grown, like he's matured right yeah. before my eyes this him season. Him and Lamar are both, dude. This season, he's matured so much. Like he's become an actual like... I agree. Franchise face. Like, you could put him as a franchise face and be like, I'm just fine with him. Well, here's the thing about Baker Mayfield, right? Think about the Browns. Think about their fan base. Think about the city, right? I feel like Baker Mayfield, like, is an embodiment of what it is to be a Cleveland Brown. Like, he doesn't care. He's rude. He's very ignorant, right? 
but man, he's tough and he but, will not like, back down against anyone. The thing is, is he's, he's grown just, out of those like stages that you said at the start. He's no longer like sure, but he still has like the, and, some of the characteristics. Well, yeah, he has right? those like, characteristics, it's, but it's not as bad, sure. But dude, he's still so cocky. Like he is still oh, so well, full yeah. of himself. But it just feels like that's what Cleveland, the city of Cleveland, is about. I don't know. I didn't see much of that cockiness and full of himself this week. Like even after the win, I didn't see well, much of he that. He was very him. focused, I think, this year. Which I mean, uh, uh, this this week. Sorry. And the and the thing about like the kind of a quarterback I want is like, and I mean, I'm saying this because I am a Cowboys fan. I see more of Dak Prescott, <laughs> yeah. but like Dak Prescott, where he is a leader, he's a guy that you would like be very fine with leading your team, like. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a high school football player. Like, you want, as a coach, you want them to be respectful kids. You want them to do all this so that they represent you well. Mm. We don't look for that as much in the NFL, but that's the kind of people that I want. And I feel like Baker has kind of started to become more of the respectful, like, matured kid. Well, now he's a matured guy. Yeah. Like, no, I think, I think he is growing up, but. He still personifies yeah, yeah, a lot no. of what Cleveland is, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, no, I agree. I and agree. I think the fans of Cleveland are really gravitating towards him for some reason. But, yeah, no, I think he was focused. I think he played well. I think the Browns were obviously in this game. Uh, back to our picks, though, I picked the Chiefs. I, like, I didn't really want to pick the Chiefs, but I ended up going with them. 34-30. I think so anybody I, you know, that I, wasn't a Chiefs fan this week yeah. was hoping – for the Browns, like yeah, just imagine <laughs> the Browns in the AFC Championship this year. Pretty crazy after not like, making the playoffs for how long? Their like, last road <laughs> win was like their last road win was like 1969 in the playoffs. Pretty crazy, like but yeah, that's, that's crazy. Ugh. And then you picked the Browns 31-28, so you know you had a close game. If they, it was if, close, but if they would have scored, ugh, yeah, been... no, I mean they had their chances in this game, right, man? Like they did. Um, okay, so let's, let's let's get into Pat Mahomes' play. Uh, were you impressed with him? I mean, his stat line isn't like crazy good, but he he still played pretty well. I thought, right? I wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. He played really good, but not for Pat Mahomes' level. Mm-hmm. He kind of didn't show up as much. Do you think the Browns just but, had a good game plan or what? Like, Well, what they did is they, the Chiefs, kudos to Andy Reid for this, they changed what their definition of a game was. Like, they completely changed that for themselves because they, like, at the start of the game, they put the, they ran the ball so much in, to the point where they would, like, where they kind of just took over the game just by running and, like which it is was, not like the not, Chiefs. Yeah, man. not it's the Chiefs. Not, which yeah. I think that screwed up the I think that kind of screwed it up for the Chiefs, but at the same time the Browns played amazing. They how many field goals did they have to kick? Who the, the Chiefs? Chiefs. They had to kick uh field goals. They, they had, to had kick four. Four. Four field goals? Three for four on field goals. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because they and, missed the one. And Bucker did miss an extra point too, so I mean, Bucker wasn't playing like he usually does. Which is weird, yeah, because he's a a phenomenal kicker. (laughs) Oh, he's amazing. Usually he would have put four more points on the board, and this game wouldn't even be talked about because it wasn't close at the end of the game. Yeah, it wouldn't have been, right? Well, I mean, (sighs) it kind of would have been close. Well, it kind of would have been. It would have been been nice. It would have been more than one possession, and that that run by Chad Heine, is that how you say his name? Henny? However you say his name. Uh, Yeah, Henny. Like... That that run wouldn't have been as important 
as it was to go. Was, that was gutsy. All right. And, Especially and we, the way he yeah. dove, like, head first. I was like, wow, that's... Yeah, so I, I actually want to talk about the decision to throw it on fourth down. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, we kind of talked about this right right when we got into this, but uh, there's no way I would call that. I, like I definitely wouldn't have 10, called a run. Nine times out of ten, I would punt that ball. There's yeah. no way I'm going for it because... Like, where were they on the field, right? Like, if you didn't get that, you could have given it back to the Browns in better field position to potentially score on you. Yeah. And it was only a five-point game. So, pretty crazy there. Um, You know, so how much did the... I know the turnover that the Chiefs had was just like a, you know, a jump ball pretty much thrown up by Henny. (laughs) I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, no, that wasn't a (laughs) jump ball. That was like, he completely thought the other guy was running the different route. And just threw it like wide open to a safety, just in the I back saw, of the I end zone. I saw a video. He's like, he's like, ah, f it, Tyreek Hill's down there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he just chucks it. Um, so I don't feel like that turnover was huge, just because it was clear yeah. down in the end zone. It was pretty but, huge, just because it gave the Browns a chance sure. to. But the but my point is like the ball was clear down. There, oh right? well, yeah, yeah. Um, but what do you think about the two interception? Not the two interceptions. The interception and the fumble for the Browns. Did that cost them this game? The like, did the turnovers cost them this game? Oh. Turnovers. They didn't score off the interception. The interception. Th- that's when Butker missed his field goal. Mm, okay. And I re- I remember because Baker was playing so good that he threw that interception. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is gonna suck if this comes back to hurt him. And then no points were scored. So I was like, okay. Good for Baker, because he was he he was throwing dots all around the field this yeah, game, he played which good. was not not what I'm used to seeing by Baker. You were surprised. I was very surprised. Yeah. And you're very hot on Baker because you. I have been forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I just you're like a, you're a Baker fan. Mm-hmm. So I mean that was pretty cool. But then the okay, let's get into this fumble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I've always thought that this fumble rule is kind of a dumb thing like to fumble, if you fumble it out the back of the end zone but then at the same time sometimes i agree with it because of like when dk metcalf got the ball hit out this year because he was like jogging into the end zone like showboating and trayvon Diggs from the cowboys came and punched it out through the back of the end zone like that kind of a thing like i get why it's a rule because of that but yeah i do too it sucks for a team because the cowboys also had this happen like Derek carr was diving for the end zone in a huge game to get them to get the Cowboys into the playoffs, and someone came and hit it, went out the back of the end zone. The Cowboys mm-hmm. won because of it. So I mean, I just feel like it's such a heartbreaker because like they, the kid was just trying. Higgins was just trying to score that touchdown. He was putting he it all on too. the line. He was putting it all on the line, mm-hmm. and then he got illegally hit, and the ball goes out the end zone, and they get nothing to show for that. Like, mm-hmm. well, I. I I understand why the rule exists, but I, I agree with you at the same time. It's, it kind of seems weird. I think it's more for like, if honestly, I think the rule is more designed for when you do it on purpose yeah. than on accident, which, because there's like punters, you know, or kicker, you're like when you're putting in your own end zone and the guys are coming, you just hit it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I understand why the rule exists, uh, but let's talk about that hit. It, a lot of people were clamoring that that should have been illegal. Now, if it was called an illegal hit, what would that have done for that play? Like, would the fumble still have stood? Like, honestly, I don't know because it didn't happen. But that's before the ball's knocked out, so shouldn't that be... Honestly, I feel like it would still be a place ball. Is it a place foul, though? Uh, Targeting? I think so. 
So that's the thing. What transpired? Well, but after, it's not targeting in the. It's not targeting right. in the NFL. What is it? Legal, illegal, illegal hit or illegal, illegal, illegal use hit. of the crown of y- your helmet or something it's like targeting. that. It's targeting. Yeah, it's targeting, but <laughs> they don't call it targeting. I don't so, know why that's not a reviewable play. I do like, not. I do not know what would have happened there, uh, but I almost feel like it would have been the Browns' ball. But I can't say for sure because like, we didn't see it happen. But honestly, that was like a huge moment in the game, right? Like. I mean, I guess we can't say that's what determined this game. No, it is because but, if sure. they scored that. But even the Chiefs still could have had a well, chance, yeah. right? So but it was just a big moment, and it just leaves you to wonder what could have been if either they called that penalty or the ball didn't go out of the back of the end zone, like you said. Well, oh, it was it was actually kind of sad because you see a wide receiver. He knew, he knew exactly what happened, <laughs> and he was in the end zone, so he was running over trying to get yeah. on that, and he, like, is – three yards away when he sees the ball finally roll out of the like roll it out of bounds and like he's just you can see every single person Stefanski got like really mad and everything and I was kind of like I kind of I get I I get the anger but like you can't take it out on that guy on Higgins yeah because he was putting everything on the line he was yeah he he was willing to get like hit hard so which um, I think he did and (laughs) here's here's a question and I know how you like to piss off the Chiefs fans on this show, uh, but do you think the Chiefs deserve to win this game? Do you think they, you know, they were the better team on the day? I mean, I know obviously the scoreboard says they won, but that the scoreboard doesn't always say who the better team was or who the more deserving team was. Uh, but what do you think about that? I don't think that they were the better team at all. <laughs> like they, they kicked four field goals. And only got in the end zone twice. So they they had nine points on field goals, right? Yeah, that, I mean, nine points on field goals, two touchdowns. Oh, and I, a missed extra point. Yeah, to me, that's they didn't play well enough to get it. And I don't know the them having the twenty day break, the starters that didn't affect them at all because they came out and they played amazing in the first half. They only scored three in the second half, three points in the second half. Yeah, the Browns wanted it. Man. I think that they kind of just. Got cocky and we're like, oh, we're gonna win this. We're gonna go to the Kinda AFC coasted. champion. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what happened. And a little bit. I just, I don't know. I just think I wish they would have. I wish they would have lost. All right, last question, uh, and we'll talk more about this coming up. Uh, but are you nervous, Baker? Or not Baker Mayfield? Are, are you nervous that Pat Mahomes isn't gonna be able to come back oh, yeah. next week? <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they have the players that. If this were not the Bills, they could probably win, but. They have the players surrounding Pat Pat Mahomes, which that's why I'm not as big on Patrick Mahomes is because he has the amazing supporting players that he does. He does, yeah. But I feel like Henny will be able to play pretty good, but yeah, just the Bills are going to play good enough that they don't let it well, happen. And we'll get we'll get more into your your preview here next. Well, what do you think is going to happen if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play in this game? I think it's going to be rough. Um, yeah. I'll leave it at that because I think we'll we'll talk about it coming up after the break. Obviously, we still got to talk about the Bucks and Saints. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if Pat Mahomes isn't able to go, I'm I'm a little worried for the Chiefs. That's what I have to say. All right, so let's get to this Buccaneer Saints game. Uh, you called it, man. I'll I'll admit it right now. You called this one right up front. Um, I picked the Saints 31-14. Man, they just couldn't really get offense going like I thought they would. And you picked the Bucks 20 to 13. 
a little higher scoring than what you had, but that's pretty good. I mean, pretty spot on there. I, feel I finally like. get a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I guess Wait, I called twenty to thirty. Technically, yeah, twenty. No, twenty oh. to thirteen. Sorry. Oh, okay. Did I say thirty-one? Sorry. I think you might have, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, so I got that. You like, know, almost... you were off by like a touchdown each, so yeah. not bad. Um, but yeah, I, I'm impressed. Technically, technically speaking, I won three of the four, but you know, you we both did pick Packers and Bills, so I'm not gonna get too sticky about it. But yeah, mad props to you on this one. I totally was wrong. Uh, the Saints really couldn't get their offense going. Which, and I unfortunately, mean, Drew Brees might have played his last game, and he just didn't uh, look that great. And but really, Brady didn't either. Like Brady, and he did throw two touchdowns, but he only he had a hundred and touchdown. <laughs> I mean, a rushing touchdown. <laughs> he only threw for a hundred and ninety-nine yards. But I mean, he's just one of those players that no matter how he gets it done, he's going to get it done. Which no is, matter yeah, how it's so weird, terrible of a game he plays, he's going to be able to pull it out and go win a game. Which Nah. Drives me nuts. I don't but know about next week, man. I don't know. Oh, there, I don't think there's any way that he's gonna go into Lambo and. Yeah, this can be interesting. Okay, well, so because like we were talking about like earlier, is seven thousand fans. If that's all they had in Lambo, it yeah. did not sound like seven thousand fans. Hey, man, seven thousand people can make a lot. So of imagine if seven thousand more people are there next week. So, what did you think about the play, the weak offensive play from the Saints? I mean. I know you said that it would be that way, but are you surprised that you were actually right? No, <laughs> no, it's been it's been happening like for the whole season. Like I've kind of felt like they were a little overrated all year, just because uh. like they didn't have as much like it wasn't as impressive. Like it was impressive with Taysom Hill, and when J- Jameis Winston were in for that one so, game. Hold on. Just what, because what you're saying is Taysom Hill should have stayed at the quarterback. No. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, man, what a call. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know, with Drew Brees, they tried to get what they were used to going, but he doesn't have the arm strength anymore, in my, in my opinion. Father Time's kind of cut up with Drew Brees, hasn't it? Yeah, I actually saw a funny meme, and it yeah. was like, and Drew Brees is finally going to retire three years after his arm did. <laughs> oh, I don't know about three. That's I would say probably. I mean, this year for sure, man. He it's, just, it's caught up with him. Yeah, and has, I think he knows that too. Like, I think with all the pain yeah. that was in him, like if you watched the post game, that injury really didn't help though that no, he had this season. But how do you even like get back to your normal motion after? You can't tell me that those ribs are healed. No way. There's, There's no, no way. No way. Mm-mm. Especially because he came back before he was originally scheduled to be ready. He was out for three weeks with multiple broken with ribs. Twelve broken ribs. You're telling me that he's healthy? No way, man. Because he came back before the injury was completely healed, and then kept getting hit. Like, kept getting hit by professionals yeah. who, like, I mean, they don't obviously want to kill him, but they want to kill him. Well, that's kind of the goal <laughs> when of the game, playing. Right? Yeah, yeah, when playing, they're like just trying to hit him. So three picks from Breeze. I mean, all three picks deserving, in your opinion, or do you think you know? Deserving of who? You know, for the Buccaneers. No, like, do you think they earned those de- picks? No, <laughs> they were deserving of Drew Brees. Like, yeah, he because, threw him. Well, but like you could even tell that he was getting kind of frustrated because some of the balls he was throwing, he just wasn't Drew Brees of old. Like, no. like if they were talking about it. They're like, he would. There were a few plays where he'd throw a ball and then just smack his hands together, like in frustration, 
And they're like, yeah. I don't know if that was a bad ball by Breeze or if the wide receiver wasn't running the wrong right route. He just didn't play very well. And it's well, just, man. I don't know, it's sad. Like, to think that next year there might be a new starting quarterback of the Saints. It's pretty and weird. And it's not because of an injury. It's because Drew Breeze is no longer the quarterback. He's just done, man. I like... He's just... I know we we can talk about this more as the year goes on, and he he hasn't said or you know. Denied well, he actually, anything, yeah, he actually but, said in a press conference last night. He's like, I'm gonna see. Yeah. But the way he looked back through the tunnel, I don't think there's any way that that wasn't the last look. Like that was so weird, dude. Like the way he the way he just kind of well looked, because he he went waved to all the fans, blew seemed, kisses to him, and then the way he like it was so. If if you're if you won that game. And you did that, I'm I'm like oh yeah, that's fine. Like nothing to think well, about it, right? What he could but be doing did, is no, no. But this is what I'm saying. If he when he lost that game, and you know that the injuries are catching up with him, you know that Father Times caught him, you know that his contract is probably going to hurt the Saints next year if he does play. It's going to hurt him even if he does. Yeah, true. <laughs> but everything like there's two different ways to look at it. If he wins that game and runs off the field and does that, I don't think anything of it. The, when he loses, and you know it's probably the last time too, and then he does that, then you're like, yeah, like well, that. It's a totally even, different. Meeting. Even if he wins, that's his last time playing in that stadium, sure, whether or not. It still won't be his last game, right? Well, so it just seems, it just feels different, man. Like it just feels. There's a totally different seems, aspect to that look, based on what happened in that game. I don't know that look. It like almost just said, yeah, it's. It's pretty crazy, man. But, like, I was talking to you about the video. I, I don't know if you actually saw it. When no. he says, this <laughs> oh, not is... that video. The one you sent me was funny, though. Yeah. Oh, which one? Oh, yeah, the guy crying. He's and crying. He's like, yeah, I but just need like, a minute. <laughs> but, like, the one where he's he looks over at Jameis Winston, and, like, you can almost read his lips, and it says, this is your team now. Yeah, no way it's Jameis Winston's team. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Are you no, going to... But we talked about this too saying, with the cap and everything that they're running into. Taysom Hill will probably just have to start for them for a year. Could yeah. Uh, we'll talk. What pick are they at now? They oh. got the twenty eighth pick. We'll talk about the cap on the back half of the show, and we'll obviously watch it as it develops. Um, but the Saints, you know, they got a lot of work to do in the off season. So, what do you think about the run game for the Buccaneers, though? I mean, I, I know we're focusing a lot on the Saints mainly because of Drew Brees. And, you know, it is very depressing. But the Bucks did win this game. They will move on. So we did this last week with someone, and, and <laughs> it was probably pretty rude. Um, but, yeah, the Buccaneers, they played well. Uh, they rushed for 125 yards. Fournette and Jones each, you know, pretty much split carries and yards. Neither of them scored. Brady got the rushing touchdown. Uh, but do you Ooh. think the run game actually won this game for them, even though you know Brady did play okay and he spread the ball out really well? I kind of feel like that's where this game was won for the Buccaneers. Or was it their defense? Or, or was it the fact Drew Brees <laughs> threw three picks? I mean. I, don't know, I feel a lot of vibes about the Seahawks versus Rams here. Like just oh. that it was kind of a good game by the Bucks, but. <laughs> they weren't a, the better team. Yeah. Well, they were kind the better of. team, but like, like going the into Saints it, though, were just yeah. the Saints just were. So, because you said kind last, of a dumpster fire. You said last week the Seahawks lost the game. Mm-hmm. They didn't. The Rams didn't win it. So you kind of feel like the Saints lost this game, not necessarily. The yeah, Buccaneers I, I won don't it. think that they. I don't think that they put in as much 
like to win the game as the Saints kind of underperformed to lose the game. Did you see uh did you see the moment him and uh Drew Brees and oh, Tom Brady had sad. after the that game? That was sad. That was very they sad. They were just kind of hanging out on the field I after. Think, I think like, Drew Brees like long after. I bet I bet Tom Brady knows that that was his last game because I bet that was part of the conversation is them kind of saying this well, is our last time so we'll ever play. Too, like, like Brady was throwing throwing the ball with Drew's kids and stuff and you're just like <laughs> It's just a cool moment. If you watch, if you watch the video, <laughs> there's like his daughter and another one of his boys are down and like just the girls kicking the crap out of one of the boys. <laughs> and it's like I saw a video and this guy's like, "This is such a wholesome video," but like, look at her beating up on this kid. I guess I didn't notice that. Part, I didn't actually. either until I saw the video. But I have to go watch it. No, again. it's just it was a it was a cool moment, man. Because you really do feel like those two guys. They're both first ballot Hall of Famers and. It's almost like they share a different aspect of the game than anyone else does, right? Like where they play and how great they both are, they know things well, and feel things that no one else does. Well, and like let's take out Tom Brady moving to Tampa. Like yeah. they were so loved in the place that they were at. Like in oh, Foxborough, yeah. yeah. Tom Brady was like basically like if he would have asked for anything, the whole city would have came together. And done it for him. I agree. I but agree. same with Drew Brees. Like, who was it? It was Tyron Matthew apparently grew up in Louisiana. Yeah, he's an LSU kid. And so he talked about it. He said as he was growing up, he was the hero of the whole town. He was so loved by the mm-hmm. whole place. Like, Well, but all the work that Brees does in the community too, like – I don't know if you know, well, it, but, but like, he does a ton of community service well, and like, helps the city. After Katrina, yeah. after Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. he was like a huge help in that. Like, yeah. he's just such a big name. Well, and then you think about that game, the first game they played in the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina, and that blocked punt and everything. And I mean, the ci- the city of New Orleans, their football team means a lot to him, a lot more than like a lot of places. But Drew Brees, man, he's a huge part of that team. Well, and everyone knows it. But without Drew Brees, are those guys even relevant? Like, I don't know. That's something we'll, we're going to have to talk about as the offseason like, goes. That's the scary the thing Saints, to think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Saints. Well, but like, I even saw something talking about it. And like, we've been messing with the sport p- sport rack or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like, we've been messing with the cap. I saw stuff saying the only way to like realistically get it, get it down close enough that like yeah. not as many fines and not as many draft picks are taken is they're gonna have to cut that whole team other than the people that completely the dead cap completely goes up with it kind of feels like it. they're gonna have to cut everybody and then they're gonna have to bring in like all rookies that didn't get signed to a contract like Uh, that's why i think that Taysom mill's gonna have to be the quarterback okay we'll go to break i know you're excited to talk about all this stuff uh do you want to go into picks first no, we got to come back and do the conference championship previews. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back. I know Carson's excited to talk off-season stuff. But believe it or not, we do have two more weeks left. Sadly. And then you can get all Well, then we it. have Pro Bowl. Did you see? That's so dumb you that know, they're not doing a Pro Bowl game. We talked about the Pro Bowl. I think we talked a little bit with... A little bit. With um, Ingram. Evan Barely Ingram, any. Because all we were right. talking about how he's dropping all those balls and everything. Okay, we're gonna go to we're gonna take a break. I gotta get Carson off the air, man. We, we, <laughs> we gotta take <laughs> he's a break. Embarrassed. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, conference championship previews and uh, some off season hirings coming up next. Break. 
Welcome back to Electric Sports Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you guys along. Hope you enjoyed the break. Uh, we took a pretty long break. I know, like, not on air we took a long break, but off air, man. We were sitting here for a good half an hour trying to come up with some cool stuff. Um, and actually, <laughs> we got something pretty interesting figured out. So, uh, if you guys like what we're doing and, and you're enjoying the podcast, you know, we'd love a, a rate and subscribe from you guys. Uh, but also, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and give us we'd- a follow. We'd love some messages, like, for what you want to hear our opinions on, like, yeah, for your favorite team, like, mm-hmm. what you think off-season moves are going to be and stuff. Yeah. Because if you're a Falcons fan, like... We got an idea. We just made one of the biggest trades ever, <laughs> which, I mean, has been said that it's, like, they're trying to get someone to take it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. this could actually happen this year, and if it does, even for the Colts, too... Mm-hmm. This hey, well, a, don't give away too much of our stuff here. Well, I think they probably right. know now. We got I've... we got some ideas going, uh, but first we got to get to the conference championship stuff. But yeah, if if you guys want to Just follow us, send and, us a message. Do some way that we can. Yeah, because we want to. There'll be a lot of off season talk. Give Obviously, a, we've already went into a lot of talk on this show. Uh, but if you guys got any certain things that we need to look into, or you want us to talk about, uh, Carson pulls out some pretty interesting stuff. So I think he would enjoy it a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of <laughs> course. All right. Uh, so, you know, more on that coming up in a minute. But let's get in these conference championship picks uh, and kind of a preview for it. I know Carson, this isn't really his favorite part of the show, but well, know, no, I like, Carson's I like ready to be done with winners. games. <laughs> well, yeah, because the Cowboys aren't in. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> I like picking the games. I don't like picking scores because I suck at it, as we can it's see. It's kind of fun, though. It's kind of fun. Okay. NFC Conference Championship. The Bucks at the Packers. It's at 105 uh mountain and 305 eastern it's on fox now not the game i thought we'd see pretty surprised that this is the matchup that we've gotten in the nfc finals um but it should be an intriguing matchup too so let's start with the buccaneers first what do the buccaneers got to do to win this game and you know i i think we both already know where we're going to go with our picks and so does the audience uh, but what do the bucks need to do if they got a chance here their defense has to play out of their minds <laughs> Like, their defense has to play so good to beat this Packers team because people were saying how bad the Rams' defense played. I don't know if the Rams' defense played bad or just the Packers are just that good. Like, the commentators were talking about it. Like, they they couldn't tell if it was bad play by the Rams or just the Packers have that much firepower and are able Mm. to do what they did. I don't know if the Packers have that much firepower, it's I think more it was that a little Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's I do agree with that. Yeah, so the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks got to play well, obviously on defense. Uh, but is is that a realistic shout? Do you think stopping the offense that the Packers got going right now is that going to be realistic? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, huh? Okay. <laughs> their their biggest thing is getting their run game going because the Packers' run defense isn't amazing. So if they can get the run going and yeah, get that which started. They could, right? Like they could, but I just, I just don't see it happening. True. Okay, Packers. Their key to winning this game, besides playing at home. That that was my thing. I know, but that's all you say about them. Like, there's got to be other factors here. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers needs to be on the field. Oh, play won't. in play in Lambeau. Have Aaron Rodgers playing. As far they're as gonna I win can, the game. As far as I can tell, he'll be on the field. So well, yeah. But I mean, that's that's really their keys to win is have Aaron Rodgers playing and play in Lambeau, and they win. 
Hey, man, I just say uh, don't get sucked into what the Bucks are going to do because um, it's. I said this about the Saints game last week. The Saints can't get sucked into doing what the Bucks want them to do. And the Saints got sucked into doing what the bu- doing what the Bucks wanted them to do. And it cost them the game. So the Packers, they got to play within themselves, essentially. Like, again, you just got to play within yourselves. Because if you don't and you let Brady stick around, mm, he can beat you. All right. Uh, is there anything else to add about this game? I mean, I know we don't go too deep on these, but, you know. Anything else? No, that's about it. It's just this is one of those games that I don't really, I couldn't see anybody beating the Packers coming into the conference, like into the playoffs. Yeah. And I still don't see anybody beating them at Lambeau. So you feel pretty safe with this pick again? Yeah. I would, like, I was talking about it with, I think, one of my teachers. I was talking football with one of my my chemistry teacher. Nice. Of all the people. And you (laughs) should know how the Packers would go with this guy. Uh huh. And, he was talking about it, and like I actually agreed with him. He said, other than like maybe Foxborough, Lambeau has to be the hardest place to play. Buffalo is pretty hard to play at. Like, are you talking weather conditions? No, I, yeah, I think it, well, and fans and everything, everything in mind. Oh. I think it was Buffalo and the Packers Dude, are the hardest places to play. New Orleans is hard to play at too. Then it, yeah, the with fans, everybody. So I the think, fans, but yeah. are they hard? Is it harder than Lambeau though? No, I mean, if you factor in the weather, if you're uh, another place it would be hard Seahawks. with the weather and the fans, yeah, Seattle. Just because their thing is the 12th man because of how loud they can get and everything. I agree. Yeah, but, so, th- so I would say few. probably... Lambo's hard to play at, I agree. Lambo, like my rank, Lambo at one. I would say Saints at two. Uh, in the You super- just don't have the weather factor. Yeah, and then... Seahawks, then Bills. Yeah, probably. Because the Mafia, they're, <laughs> the Bills the Mafia, crazy. that's <laughs> like, Where, have you seen all the memes about like the folding tables and stuff when they hear they that the jump Bills off won? The freaking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they jump on the tables. Yeah, and it's like the, every folding table hiding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, this is a tough place to play. It's we we have established this very much. The Frozen Tundra is tough. Okay, so let's go with <laughs> let's go with your pick and then the score. Packers twenty eight thirteen. 28-13. Okay, I'm going to go Packers 35-20. to 20. Uh, I think we both have the Packers winning this game, you know, pretty comfortably. So I'm sure it'll be a close game. <laughs> yeah, just yours is one touchdown a piece more. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I can't fault you for that. I kind of put them down low. Well, I just kind of have seen what the Packers are scoring these last couple yeah, games. No, I, I kind of feel like they'll be able to put at least I, five I touchdowns up. So we'll no, see. I get that. All right, Bills and Chiefs, this one should be fun. It's at 640 Eastern, 440 Mountain. It's on CBS, home of the Super Bowl. And honestly, this one's hard to pick for me in a lot of ways because we're, as we've established, we're both very much on the Bills bandwagon here. Um, you know, they, we It's going to be really hard to pick against them. Uh, and I think they got a real, chi- a real chance to win this game. But, you know, the Chiefs are a good team too. So uh, this is the big question though, right? Can Pat Mahomes play this week? Yeah, that's that is a very big thing for the Chiefs right now, and I think that's kind of the way that they could win this game is if Patrick Mahomes is playing and they're playing to the best of their abilities and not having to settle for four field goals. Four, field, yeah, definitely the field goals didn't help. Okay, so just, it was just so weird to watch the Chiefs have to kick field goals because anytime they get a drive going, they usually can score off of it. So it's just. It's weird to me that they had to kick four field goals. All right, so I have an article from ESPN. Here's what it says. Kansas City quarterback uh, Patrick Mahomes is 
in the NFL's concussion protocol. That's really all we can say about his status six days before the AFC Championship game. We don't know how long he'll be sidelined uh, or whether he can even play Sunday after sustaining his concussion. What we do know is brain health is one of the major storylines of the NFL and the divisional round uh, of the NFL's divisional round playoffs. Both Mahomes and quarterback Lamar Jackson sustained head injuries and were removed from their games. So what does Mahomes week look like in order to get back into the game? First off, we don't know one way or the other what Mahomes was diagnosed with, and importantly, it's not required for a player to be immediately diagnosed with a concussion in order to be put into concussion protocol. All the Chiefs have confirmed is that he is in protocol, and Monday and on Monday, Coach Andy Reid stopped short of saying Mahomes has suffered a concussion. So it kind of sounds like he is, but we don't know. Um, why would the NFL do this? In 2018, the NFL adjusted its protocol. We we know this. They adjusted the protocols to make it safer for athletes uh, because of other hits that were sustained by particularly uh, Tom Savage in 2017. So, you know, it just kind of comes back to this. Um, so moving along a little more in the article, it says, um, of course, Mahomes would need to go through some process, five-step process to come back and be cleared uh, to be cleared and come back to play. First step is based on the symptoms, the player can engage in light stretching, balance training, and eventually towards aerobic exercise. Step two, once the player has graduated towards uh, after, at step one, he can move to the cardiovascular exercise and dynamic stretching. And then his test results need to match his baseline scores that he set at the start of the season, right? So each player takes a baseline, a baseline test to say that they're up to snuff. And if they go into protocol, concussion protocol, they have to meet the close to their baseline again to be cleared. Once the players have met their baseline, um, they can practice up to 30 minutes under heavy supervision by the athletic trainer. And if he gets past that step, he can do football, non-contact uh, football drills. And in practice, he must maintain his baseline results and this would require key, a team doctor to clear the player for contact. And once he does that, he'd have to be examined by an independent neurologist that would affirm the team doctor's decision to let him play. How long would this take? The protocols intentionally, intentionally carry no time requirements. They do not require a player to sit out a game, largely because of the science of concussions so that the brain injuries heal at unprecedented rates, and it depends on the player. So, essentially, what this article is getting at is we don't know. We don't know anything. Right. Because if he's in the protocol, and I know some of that was probably very blah. I think Carson might have tuned out a little. <laughs> essentially, he's got to go through certain steps to even be cleared to get back in the game. Now, And, and they aren't going to put a timeline on that because right. for his safety because they don't want to put a timeline on it because people heal at different rates, and there's exactly. no way telling... So right now, it's all depending on how Patrick Mahomes is doing, and they're not going to even care about the game. Like, the game is completely out of their minds it should be, for him. It should be the secondary priority here, right? Yeah. No. The, the, the player's the, safety is For important. him, especially a half-a-billion-dollar player <laughs> for the next, what is Whatever. It, he's more, he's is, worth more than that, though. Yeah. Isn't his tenure? It yeah, wasn't a tenure contract? Money. Yeah. His 10 years there are more important than one, one Super game. Bowl this year. 
just one game. Like even yeah, they they could even lose yeah. even if he comes back. Like it's his safety's got to be the most important. Uh, any so player's safety, like not even the, just because he's Patrick Mahomes. Of course, yes, yes. <laughs> does the game change that much without him on the field, though? Does it not? Does it make too that big terribly of a much? Mm. Just because they still have the pieces, like they do, they still have the amazing cast around him. It does change, like. Patrick Mahomes is that guy that he can change a game like that. But I think that it's similar. It's a similar game, but I still think that the Bills will come out. Yeah, no, I think he brings a totally, like, he puts the Chiefs over the line with his type of play, even with all the good players around him. Okay, so you think the Bills can win, just like you said, so we know your pick. Um, But what do they got to do in this game to win it? Like, it's going to be an upset, right? Because they're going to be on the road. It's going to be a team that's ranked higher than them. So what do they got to do to win this game? We've talked about how they can win in so many ways. We don't really know exactly how they'll play this game because they're dynamic. But what do you think? What we were saying earlier is they don't really have a game. So they kind of just need to get the whole team ready. Because to me, the Bills are a weird team. They they play such different ways. Like It's not... One person playing makes the big difference on the team. It's yeah the whole team coming together and playing to their abilities. Like that to me is what they how how do I word this? Like that's how they work as a team is mm-hmm. coming together as a team, coming together as every little piece and playing a good game. So yeah. it's kind of just that chemistry that's always there has to be there for me for mm. them to win this game. Honestly, I feel like they just got to do what they did in their last two games. I don't think it's much different because AFC is tough all the way through this year, and this is going to be a tough game, just well, like they, the other ones. The only difference is you're not at home, but if you just play like you have the last couple weeks, you're going to be fine. Like yeah. They're going to win this game if they can just be consistent. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you play pretty. It's if you win or not. Like, yeah, of course. Because, I mean, everybody's going to be like, even if, even when the Chiefs, even if the Ch- Chiefs lose this game, everybody's going to be like, they played such a good game. But it's like, no matter if they played a good game or not, they still lost. Like, yeah, I agree. And the Bills don't care about everybody being like, oh, they played such a, like, pr- like such a pretty game. Like, pl- threw all over, had such a good game plan. No one cares about that with the Bills. It's, oh, they've won eight games straight, yeah. and they're going into the AFC championship game. Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's make our picks. Uh, we kind of think we know what each team has to do, uh, but what, what's your pick? Bills 28-27. All right. Uh, man, I was I was close to turning on our Bills here and, and picking the Chiefs, but I'm going to go with the Bills too. I think it would be a really close game. I'm going to go 25-23. Um, but honestly, like if the Chiefs do win, I also won't be surprised. But – it's like you said, uh, we've built up the Bills a lot on this show, so we're going to have to stick with them. <laughs> that is some weird scoregami you got going there. 25-23? Yeah, why not? Where are you getting? You can get to it. I mean, well, I know you can, you but... You miss some kicks and stuff. You know, you'll get there. Okay. that's It's just a weird scoregami I agree. To me. I just think... Uh, I, get, I get what you're doing. It's just throwing the... Like, where you think dude, it's going to be like, around. There's, like, no rhyme or reason, though, to predicting a score you just kind of got to be you know kind of ballpark <laughs> yeah no i i get what you're saying i think it'll be close though so yeah, that that's well. mainly what i think we're both getting at though is it's gonna be a freaking close game <laughs> yeah i have it at one point yeah, yeah like it's gonna be good i was tempted to even go against them just because like it's almost like i want the bills to win so i'm gonna go with the chiefs <laughs> that way so if 
the Chiefs lose, then I'm like, hey, I wanted the Bills to win. Yeah. But mm-hmm. just that way it's a win-win situation. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just We've been hyping the Bills up. You can't go against yeah. them right now. All right, so let's get into some coaching news that's that's come about over this last week. I mean, really, this has all just come out within the last week. So, got got a few ones to a few coaching changes. To First talk one's about. not really one that we care about. It's just kind of funny. No, it's just hilarious. Okay, yeah. So Carson, uh, go ahead and tell us about the first one. So the college football powerhouse, the with one of the best coaches ever, Nick Saban, yeah, and yeah. company. They just went on one like their his. Seventh, seventh national championship with Alabama. Seven or six, I don't know. Yeah, some some huge number. Just went on to win that. Had the Heisman, two Heisman finalists this year. And uh, yeah, and the Heisman winner. And they're probably all going to get traded away because they just signed Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Who likes to <sighs> just trade away random people? <laughs> He's gonna trade them. <laughs> there you go. I was like, oh, that didn't. That joke. No, didn't. it took me a minute to get your joke. <laughs> that was a great joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, trade him. I'm like, how do you trade? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. I, I get a call while I'm at work the other day, <laughs> and it's Ty, and I like text him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm at work. I can't really respond. He's like, it's okay. Just listen to my my voicemail. And it's just him like dying laughing. And in between laughs, I just hear a few words at a time, and it just somehow pieces together that, that they just signed him. And I was like, oh, dear. Like, yep. what has to be going through Alabama's mind I, to sign him? I don't know. Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator of Alabama. If you would have told me that a couple months ago, I would have laughed at you. That, like, I'd still laugh at you when you tell me that. <laughs> obviously, Saban is pretty confident. He must see something that none of us see. I, I guess. I mean, maybe if he's like, if O'Brien's not the GM of a team. Yeah, I guess he. Coach, yeah, I guess like, he doesn't. He can't he just get rid of anybody. So he's just focused on being the offensive coordinator. Yeah, he can't get rid of people. Um, maybe he'll do fine. But honestly, man, I thought that was a crazy hire. So that's interesting. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our next one, though. Uh, Jacksonville officially hired – it was in the works, right? But they officially hired Urban Meyer as their head coach. Uh, what do you think about that one? Okay, so I love the potential of this hire. Yeah. But the, it's it's one of those risk, reward, risk, risk and reward things mm. where the risk is so high, but so is the reward. Like – Jaguars can't go much further down, though. Well, they can't go further down, but at the same time, like, Urban Meyer, he's been in college football for so long and never even tried the NFL. Sure. Nick Saban didn't even do good in the NFL. Like, Well, he was with the Dolphins. Yeah, but, like, still, it's just, so uh, I don't know, it just... Let me throw this on you real quick here. We, We were just looking at all the cap space, right? The Jaguars got, like, $72 million in cap space or something right now. Uh, yeah, they have they, an insane they would, amount. They have the largest amount of cap space in the NFL. They got the number one draft pick, right? So they can do some real damage here. Like Urban Meyer can really establish. He can establish some. Real yeah, because they here. can go out. They could, they could go get Trevor Lawrence. Uh-huh. They could go get Trent Williams to really help their offensive line. That'd be crazy. They could. They, they could, could do some crazy things guys too. Like so here, uh, but let me throw this at you real quick. <laughs> I've seen this bat around a little bit. What do you think about this? Uh, Jacksonville with the number one pick drafts Justin Fields. I've heard that. And if that happens, Urban Meyer is the biggest uh. idiot on this face <laughs> of the earth. Like, I get it. He's kind of like trying to keep his guy, like if that happened. But come on. No There's way. no way he does no that. Way. There's, I agree. If he, oh, that would... <laughs> 
Just imagine that. Like, <laughs> no, I know, the Jets I know. somehow go down to number two, but still get Trevor Lawrence. Like, that'd be know. the best thing ever for the Jets. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know Jacksonville has a lot of potential right now, man. With all this money, but most of that potential is with Trevor Lawrence. Sure, I agree, <laughs> but I think he'll he'll live up to expectations. I oh think. Well, yeah, yeah, no problem there. Uh, do you think Urban Meyer? So I saw that. Uh, he's tapping defensive coordinator for the team is uh, the Utah coach that's the defensive coordinator right now, Morgan Scally. I think he wants to bring him in. That would be for defensive coordinator. Holy crap, yeah, that would be an amazing that could hire. That be good. Um, and then I forget his offensive coordinator, but I feel like it was going to be a, a college guy. Anyways, so they're going completely so college? Yeah, essentially he's going to build a whole staff, it feels like, of a lot of his ex-staff around, like, um, you know, College. See that scares so that'll me. That'll be though. interesting. That scares me a lot though. Just because it's all college guys. Like sure. I would think that you'd want to bring in one like offensive coordinator from the yeah. league. No, like I, bring in the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Like bring in someone that's oh, gonna Well, I'm gonna talk about him in a minute because I think he's he that guy is getting a head coaching job. So Oh well yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I not agree. worried about that. Where, so, where do you think he's going then? Oh, dude, he's going to the Texans. I really think so. And I think... <laughs> uh, so do you think he'll be able to salvage... We'll get into this in a minute. <laughs> we'll just talk about that in a minute. But what I was talking about with the Utah guy, that is such a smart pick for a defensive coordinator because Utah, even with not very... like They had an amazing defensive... Like, whole defense two years ago. Well, not like technically one year ago, but two seasons ago, because uh-huh. this season's over. They had an amazing defense. Nine out of the eleven went into the draft, and so even this year with all like all new players, he still had an amazing defense. That I didn't know that, and that's an amazing hire in my mind to okay, bring him into the so, NFL. So uh, the the uh, offensive coordinator is uh, another emerging candidate that I'm just seeing right now is this guy named Scott Linehan. He is currently the passing game coordinator at LSU. He spent time in the NFL uh, also. He's been in NFL from 2002 to 2018. What teams? With the Cowboys, Lions, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. Uh, and then he coached at Washington, University of Washington a little bit. So that could be a guy too. Uh, and now where is he? Where is, where is he been? He's currently at LSU. So, so he... He went with Joe Burrow. Um, uh, wait, no, he was no, at Washington that year. No, that was back in the nineties. He's been in the NFL pretty much the whole until two thousand eighteen. Yeah, he was at the Cowboys. Uh, so he's with the Vikings for a couple of years. Then he's with the Dolphins, and then he's with the Cowboys. So uh, nobody yeah, that was really relevant. No, not not necessarily. But anyways, there's there's guys, and that guy has some NFL experience. But in order to stay in the NFL for 18 years, though, you have to be decent. Yeah. So I think so. I think that is kind of a secure one. That is kind of like bringing in an offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. I also uh, saw so, like Jay Gruden as an offensive coordinator potential. Ooh. So yeah, I mean, there's there's guys out there. I guess I shouldn't just deem that it's gonna be a college guy. Well, yeah, but like. I'm just saying, like, I think they need someone who's been in the league, mm-hmm. who's done all this kind of stuff. I think they need someone like that. And if this ki- yeah. if this guy's really been around for that long and has done it, I would say it's a sure. good hire. Go get him. Sure. 
All right. Uh, anything else to add about Jacksonville? I mean, they're going to be I more. Could, I could see them uh, making the playoffs next year. Yeah, potentially. I mean, like I think a great coach. Like mm-hmm. if he does transfer over to the NFL, pretty good. A great coach, great quarterback. Who knows how many? Lots of cap space. <laughs> almost, they could probably have the best free agent class ever. If they're smart about it, they could get some. Real I think they could players. make the playoffs next year if they are smart about what they do. All right, cool. Uh, let's turn our attention to the Jets. They hire defensive coordinator Robert Sala as their as their new head coach. Uh, that was this was made official this this like, last week. That was like Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, not too long after our show came out. Um, but I, personally, I think this is a phenomenal pick. I think what Robert Sala did in San Francisco with that defense is is very good. And I don't know if he can translate it over to being a full-time head coach, but 40, we'll see. We'll 49ers see. head coach is Kyle Shanahan, right? That's yes, who it is? yeah. Learning under him I think is awesome because I do like Kyle Shanahan as a head coach. Uh-huh. I, I really like him. And – as a defensive coordinator, Robert Salah is amazing. Yeah, I agree. With that 49ers defense that he had. Dude, and he seems like a really good coach, too. Like, yeah, no. Just watching him on the sidelines, he seems, and reading some stuff about him, he seems like a good coach. Yeah, he seems like he's he's going to take this team to an okay team. Like Good, yeah. they. I don't think that they're going to go to a great team very soon. No. I think that he is coming in to rebuild this team. It's going to take a couple years, man. But I honestly think that this is a guy that can do it. Yeah. No, I this think is... he has the credentials to do it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Because how long... It, 49ers defense wasn't that good until he took adva- no, like he I took mean, over. They were okay, but, but once, not once anything. he come in, man, oh, they got so much like, better. He developed Fred Warner. Oh, man, yeah. From BYU. Was, wasn't he like a fourth-round pick or something? Fred Warner was he like... He was in the third or fourth, yeah. Or was like, he even fifth? He wasn't a high pick, he, but he, I feel like He Sala, developed him. Yeah, he's had it, a big influence on him. Like, and that's something that... And he's really man. utilized that. So Buckner, before he went to the Colts, he utilized him well. Um, and then Bosa, obviously, before he got injured, he utilized him very well. Yes. Like, he's, he's brought in Richard Sherman and he played knows him how well. to He knows how to use a player. Like, oh, yeah. He knows how to get the most potential out of I a player. Agree. But the one thing, like, I talked to you about this a few weeks ago about the Jets and everything, and they were going into someone who, where their head coach wasn't over defense or offense. Yeah. Does he have the chance of being that guy where he's he could. also a good offensive mind? I don't know about his offensive mind. I mean, I just honestly, think that, I don't. I think that this is a defensive mm-hmm. hire. I so don't think here's that a this question, is... though. So think about like defensive coordinators that have recently got jobs. One of the first guys that comes to my mind right away is Matt Patricia, and he went to Detroit. And, like, man, everyone was like, oh, he's a great hire coming out of New England under Bilicek. And then he goes to the, the Lions, who are kind of a mess, like not going to lie, and then he didn't do very well. Is there the potential that that could happen with Solid? Yeah, there's potential of that happening, which I hope it doesn't because he's a great young coach. Yeah. Isn't he pretty young? Like he's 30. fairly, I mean, in coaching, coaching standards. Yeah, coaching he's standards young. young. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, coaching standards young. So, I mean, they, there's a lot of potential here, but at the same time, he's going to the Jets, so he has a lot of chance to not be good. Yeah, you know, got to tamp your expectations a little, yeah. right? Yes. Um, honestly, I feel like this is one of the best hires the Jets could get, honestly, because... Looking looking at the list of the hires, been, this... He should have been a head coach last year. Yeah. Like, he's a great head... He's like, going to be a Looking great at the coach. hires out of this group, yeah. other than maybe um, Brandon Stanley, which, mm-hmm. I mean... 
Kind of depends. Yeah, just because the Rams are such good at defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that they would have to win. Like, I think that they, out of this list, they've won this. Yeah, one of the better higher. hires for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's move to a hire that I'm kind of questioning a little bit. Well, do we want to save that one so then we can talk about what we just did during the break? Oh, sure. We can come back to this one. We'll go We'll go through the rest of the list, okay. and then we'll go back The Chargers to hired uh, Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley as their new head coach. I thought this was a pretty decent hire. I saw some people kind of questioning whether this was the way to go or not, like Chargers fans. Uh, I think some Chargers fans feel like they needed a more of an offensive-minded guy with some of the young, uh, well, with, with the young quarterback that they have coming up in the ranks. Obviously, I think Herbert can be really good. But at the same time, I feel like this is kind of a good shift of of what Anthony Lynn was kind of trying to do there. Honestly, uh, I'm not surprised Anthony Lynn got fired, but I do feel like this is a fairly decent hire. I don't know if it's amazing. It's definitely wouldn't have been the first pick I would have went with. Um, But how do you feel about this hire for the Chargers? They have a lot of potential right now. Does this help? Yeah, so what I feel like they might have done is they might have decided, hey, we're going to – out of the head coaching options, no one's going to bring the best the best out of Justin Herbert. So that's going to be ha- have to be an offensive coordinator and passing coach. So I think they might have said, we're not going to worry about that part of it. They're going to try to make the most out of Joey Bosa and a few of their – and their Derwin James and those guys. And they don't have the best defense players. Draft, but a defensive baby, coordinator like – but like Staley, maybe he brings out the best in them because, like, what he's done with the Rams. Yeah. The Rams no. were a very defensive minded team. Like, yep. and they have been even when they went to the Super Bowl and stuff. So yeah. I think that's my, might have been what happened because, as you were talking about, like, not really helping mm-hmm. Justin Herbert and stuff. Sure. I think they might have said, we're going to need more time to find a guy that takes over and is really going to bring the best out of him yeah i agree so we're gonna let this guy take charge of finding someone who's gonna bring the best out of that Mm -hmm. and then we'll figure it out from there. yeah no i think that you can still get see and that's one of the nice things about hiring a more of a defensive minded head coach is you can go after good offensive minded offensive coordinators and with a young quarterback like herbert if you get the right type of coordinator in there they could be really good. Like it could be really entertaining to watch the Chargers next year. Um, yeah, but not like honestly, not where I thought the Chargers would go. Honestly, like I thought they'd go with more of an offensive minded head coach. So, I was pleasantly surprised about this one. Um, okay, this one a little bit of a head scratcher to me, but also I understand it. The Lions uh, hired Saints assistant head coach Dan Campbell to be their new head coach. Now, uh, I. At first, I was kind of confused because I didn't really know who Dan Campbell was. But if you actually did some reading up on him, and you also understand, <laughs> you also understand that he coached with Sean Payton. I mean, this seems like a pretty good hire. I feel like it's much different than what they were doing with Matt Patricia by kind of going with this guy. Uh, there's a lot to do <laughs> in Detroit. I feel like so anyone that's taking over that job is going to have like a whole bunch on their plate. What do you feel like the Lions are trying to accomplish here? I feel like they're going for a complete rebuild. <laughs> yeah. Because they're uh, taking a guy yeah. with Sean Payton's mind. And to me, they're not the team for a Sean Payton right now. They don't have the firepower and everything right now for that. Yeah. So maybe what they're doing is they're they're saying, 
Let's go with away from Matthew Stafford, and let's start rebuilding this team. Go get a guy that you really want and you want to go play with, and let's just start rebuilding this whole team. Do the Lions become a candidate for – imagine Deshaun Watson at the Lions. Oh, man. I don't, I don't think that – I don't think there's any way there. that that – actually, maybe. I don't think he'd want to go there, man. I mean, I, but, I see But I they see what could you're trade at. Matthew Stafford with him. Yeah. He could be part of the trade. Like, I don't know. I don't think it would happen, but, like, that would be kind of a cool tr- thing to see. Yeah. I just think this is a rebuilding pick, like, as, sure. a, co- as a coach. I agree. And if Campbell can get in there and do it, kudos to him because Patricia couldn't. So I'll be interested to see what happens here. Uh, obviously, more of more of these coaching hires will develop as the season goes on or the off season goes on and more like trades and draft picks and stuff get established and we can kind of start to see these teams taking more shape. We'll be able to say more, but man, the Lions are going to be a project. The hmm. Jets are going to be a project. Did Jacksonville see- has a lot of potential, but they're going to be a project. Um, honestly, like the guy that's kind of getting the win here is Brandon Staley with the Chargers, dude. Like he's kind of inheriting a pretty good yeah. team. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Did Did you know that this guy, um, Dan Campbell, used to play for the Lions? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but he was a tight end and everything. Huh. I'm just looking at his past jobs and everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to the one that, you know, we had to we had to come off of because Carson wanted to leave it towards the end. I mean, do you um, want to talk about this whole trade scenario we just made? Yeah, no, we can. I, I don't care. I mean... Uh, we're we're running pretty short on time, so I think we'll have to get to the yeah, Saints, we can do the Saints deal later. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about this. You know, the Falcons hired a new head coach, and let's talk a little bit about how we've kind of theorized how they could fix their team a little. Um, okay, so the Falcons hire Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith to be their new head coach. Um, I didn't love this hire, but we kind of started think? joking about like how his kind of offensive mind was handed off to Derrick Henry. <laughs> and then I was thinking they do have a high second-round pick, and that's kind of where Najee Harris has yes. kind of yes. tested that, so maybe they bring that guy in. Yes. And they're also going to bring in um, most likely Zach Wilson. I feel very confident about that. Mm-hmm. And so we were thinking about it. You don't need Matt Ryan at that point. And no. there's been there's been like talk about – well, him and Julio Jones leaving. But look at the money both those guys are on, right? And they're yeah, they're on huge money right now. Both of them. The, what they, and we decided they make up around sixty million of the cap right now. Yes, on that team they do. Yeah, yeah. It changes when they get traded and everything, but so they make up a lot of cap, and they and the Falcons are way below cap space. They're yeah, negative they're 30, 30. 32 in the hole or something. Yeah, something huge like that. Which so not something has to happen there. I agree. And so we were looking at it, and we kind of looked around at who could afford $60 million, which it doesn't end up being that. And the Colts are in need of a quarterback mm-hmm. and are do have quite a bit of cap space. Yep. So we were testing that around. We, we didn't really go into picks or anything, but something that could happen is Grover Stewart, Indianapolis's de- defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty good defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He was a third on the cap hit. He was number three mm-hmm. with like 8.5 million or something like that. Yeah. 
we decided sending him with a few a bunch of first round and second round and a bunch of picks to Falcons for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones both together because that's the only way that you can trade that contract, I think. Yep. That brings um, the Falcons up out of – I don't know how much that brings them up out of the kit, the cap hit or anything like that. Around 25 maybe. Yeah, yeah. To, to a good spot. Well, and probably, yeah, 25 above, yeah. Somewhere good. And then, I mean, how much – we decided the Colts would still have twenty seven million to play around with in yeah, free agency, which is good money. So this and is kind they of have a, a they have T Y Hilton that's going to be a free agent. Yeah, they, they could potentially take some of that money and re-sign with. And that brings Matt Ryan's contract down to a twenty three million dollar contract. Yeah, which is right which, around where we figure he should be. Because the reason that his contract is so high with the Falcons is because of all the incentive and added stuff that he's getting on that contract. So with now. At least we think with the Colts, it'd be a little different. And we I might have to do more research on sure, the contracts. But, but I don't feel like he'd get that signing bonus of ten million dollars that he's getting in Atlanta right now. But even he if wouldn't they get do the restructured that's, deal, yeah, like, there's a lot of money that I don't think that the Colts would have to inherit. And maybe you know, like Carson said, we could be wrong. We'll look more into it. But, but even with this trade makes both like this trade is very beneficial to both teams. The Colts get a quarterback that they can have for a couple years until either Jacob Eason develops or, you know, they draft someone else. But they also get a big-time receiver in Julio Jones. They're a very fringe playoff team, and they instantly get better, and they can they can probably win their division now with that trade. And the Falcons would get a lot of draft revenue. They'd get the big money off of their books, and you, it would give you free space to develop either Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, whoever you draft. And like you said... If they did draft Najee Harris, say it like, oh, it'd be like 36 or something. Oh, dude, you would be set up. Like, like you would be real set up. Or you could draft a receiver there, you know. Because it would be a perfect play for the Falcons to just rebuild the team. Yeah. And even if we're wrong about the whole trade and all the incentives going away from Matt Ryan's contract, they're still, they still have like $7 million. The Colts would still be able to afford it. Yeah. And they could maybe go out and afford T.Y. Hilton. And even if they can't afford him, they still got Julio Jones in return. Yeah, and you can free. uh, You also got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And you got Michael Pittman Jr. And you got a killer offensive line. You have a a real young, promising defense. The Colts would be able to go out and. Like the next thing you know, the Colts are one of the best teams in the league. And I was looking at it. There's only. Three players on this ro- the, on this roster right now that are over thirty years old, like and two of them are Julio and Matt Ryan. Yeah, the two yeah. that just got <laughs> traded for. I think that this Grover guy was over thirty, maybe, but I don't know. This trade almost makes too much sense for both parties. Hey man, I mean, I don't know if it'd happen, but it's a big potential. And honestly, I don't know how the how Arthur Smith is gonna do in Atlanta. But taking a bunch of draft revenue, like that would, or draft capital, that would really help the Falcons rebuild, get a young quarterback like Fields or Wilson in there to develop with no one in front of them, you know, no one to worry about having to compete with their spot. Because honestly, not to be rude, but I feel like that if Fields or Wilson come in and Matt Ryan is sitting in front of them, I feel like that will kind of discourage them a little bit. Yeah. I feel like they need they need to be the guys and they need to have a lot of confidence. 
that would really help out the Falcons, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just something we kind of come up with. Carson thought it was fantastic, actually. Like you kind of saw how much you know, saw how well, much money could be moved here, and you're like, dude, we should, they should do this. Well, but like the thing is, is like with if there's no incentives, this is an amazing thing for both parties. Yeah, I agree. But even without it, it's still a fantastic trade. Like I think so. It, it makes the Colts instantly better. It puts the Falcons on the path to a great rebuild. And I mean, even Phillip Rivers did good it, at the Colts with him. Like, and Matt Ryan is a better quarterback too, I think. And isn't he younger? A little, yeah. like two like or a three couple years. years. Yeah, but <laughs> not that much younger. Like for the rest of his contract is how long until he would be Phillip Rivers' age? Essentially, like, it's it just makes Plus, too much you know, sense. In Ryan's my mind. got a lot of play left in him still. I think like. Matt Ryan had some really nice games this year. I mean, what was it four? No, no, it was like more like six years ago when he was MVP. Oh, uh, maybe not that long, but yeah, he he has a lot of left in the tank. I think. Um. All right, coaching positions still open. Eagles and Texans. No idea what the Eagles are gonna do with their with their uh, head coaching position because honestly, I they five, got a, five years ago. They one. got so much to figure out. Oh, they like the Eagles are a mess right now. <laughs> Eagles first first pick overall pick next year. Either the Eagles or the uh, Saints. Um, oh wait, yeah, no, the Saints <laughs> get that. And then the Texans. Okay, so I don't think the Texans will be without a head coach much longer. I think as soon as the Chiefs get eliminated, whenever that is, whether it's this week or in the Super Bowl or whatever, the offensive coordinator from Kansas City is going to be the Texans head coach. I really think he is. I mean. He's due for a job, and he definitely deserves one because that Kansas City offense, it fires, man. And he could be, potentially, I don't know if he would be, he could be but the, he could be a really good uh, head coach. He could be the person that saves Deshaun Watson. Yeah, maybe. we were kind of talking about that. <laughs> like, don't you think that that would almost make you want to stay if you can bring in a, little bit. a coach that you think could, like, as a player, like, that you think could completely put you at number one yeah. quarterback in the whole yeah. NFL. Like that would almost make that would make me stay at least. Like if I mean, that would make Pat Mahomes isn't like identical to Watson, but they do a lot of the same stuff as far as their mobility and their ability to really huck it, mm-hmm. right? So if this coach could come in and like set up a similar type of style to the Chiefs, oh yeah, they could be good. And I think honestly like why not, dude? <laughs> Why not? I mean, yeah, no, what what worse? How much worse can you get if you're the Texans? Bring him in. Let's see what he can do. If the Texans don't make a good move, if the Texans don't make a good move or trade Deshaun Watson, their whole franchise is going to crap for the next two or three years. Yep, because they do not have draft picks for forever. Oh, yeah, I agree. Good old Bill O'Brien. Yep, <laughs> screwing them up. Okay. Good luck um, to uh, Alabama. <laughs> so Eagles and Texans, the two still looking for head coaches. Maybe not uh, Maybe not next time we get together. Maybe maybe that's all figured out by the next time that we get together. And It could be. Football. Like I said, as soon as the Chiefs get eliminated, I think he goes to the Texans. Um, okay, so we were going to talk about the Saints cap <laughs> and all the problems they got. That, but is, that is like a podcast on its yeah, own. Yeah, but we've ran out of time for that, so we'll talk about that next week because we got a lot of time to talk about it. Uh, but if you guys don't know, man, the Saints are in some cap 
trouble, man. Negative $99 million. They are screwed, I think. Um, So we'll talk about that. And then since there won't be much to talk about as far as games go next week, as you know, because the Super Bowl won't be for another week after that. We will talk about some some draft stuff. Does that sound good, Carson? Let's do it. Let's Kinda do like our a little bit mock a, draft 1.0. Oh, you want to do a mock draft? Okay, I'm in for it. Let's do it. Mock draft. Mock draft 1.0. Okay, and then that will change as the combine comes along. Yeah, and let's everything do it. comes along. All right, so yeah, that's I guess that's what you can expect from us next week. I think Carson might do a majority of the draft stuff, but we'll see. What? Why me? Because <laughs> you're, you're smart. That, you're the well, you're the guy that knows college. Yeah, no, no, I'm just joking. We'll work together <laughs> on it. Uh, so if you guys are interested in that stuff, go ahead and tune in or tell your friends. Um, and yeah, like Carson said earlier in the show, dude, send us send us emails stuff. Send you us a hear. team you want to hear like yeah. what we would do as that. You know, if you want us to go like deep on the Vikings and how they can fix stuff. Oh dear. I mean, it's just a random team I just saw. So <laughs> that is if you want definitely. us to talk about the Vikings? <laughs> send us an email. Tell us to talk about the Vikings, and we'll try and come up with something. <laughs> try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try. Because man, the Vikings. I don't know about them. All right, guys. Uh, that's all I got. What about you, Carson? Nope, that's all I got. Go Cowboys. Yeah, go Cowboys, of course. That's got to throw that in there. (laughs) All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoy the conference championship weekend. This is Electric Sports Talk. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Electric Sports Talk. Tune in next time as Ty, Crystal, and guests break down all things sports here on Electric Sports Talk. Our topics include all things soccer, football, basketball, mixed martial arts, motorsports, baseball, golf, hockey, Olympic, and world sports. If you like what we're doing here at Electric Sports Talk, get in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or email us at electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. 